Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. You can probably tell by the audio quality immediately I'm not in my studio. I am out for a walk today on Saturday, March 4th, 2022. This is an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, which is weird because this is not the format of this show, but uh, today I'm going to be talking about Keystone Habits. What are your keystone habits that you're committed to? How are you tracking them? And how do you define success? That's the topic today. And this is the kind of content that I'm consistently sharing in a program called The Audio Journal. It's a part of the Train With Cliff audio program, which you can find over at trainwithcliff.com. I don't always do these outside format podcast where I'm out walking with the digital audio recorder, but that's mostly because I live in an area where there's a lot of winter. There will be many more of these during the spring and summer months, but I do produce content at least once a week for the past several years. I'm almost on episode 300 of the Train with Cliff audio program, and it's where I share with you guys the behind the scenes uh, details about what's going on in my personal perverse, <laughs> journey. I just created a new term. My personal and professional and even my spiritual journey. And I put that on Patreon. It is $10 a month if you want to have access to this show that I put out every week. And sometimes more than once a week as many of the audio journal subscribers are aware of, but uh, I put it in Patreon. I put it behind a little bit of a paywall because I share some personal things that, quite frankly, I don't ever really feel would make the best first impression. Certainly, from an audio quality standpoint, it doesn't make make sense for me to put out this audio quality. You know, you hear me huffing and puffing as I'm breathing and walking outside up hills, all that good stuff. It's just not typically the the quality of content, as far as a production standpoint, that I think makes a good first impression. Now, with that being said, the audio journal has tons, I would say maybe even 70% of the content in that podcast is produced in the studio, just like every other episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show and all my other shows. So why is that content not brought to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show? Well... Sometimes I, it's, it's about what makes a good first impression when it comes to the kind of things that I'm experiencing in my personal life, talking about relationships such as family, wife, kids, close friends, stuff like that, talking about my thoughts about what's going on in the world around us, and some of my deeper spiritual experiences that I've been having on my spiritual journey. And while I'm not so overly concerned about what people will think about me if they hear me talk about these things, it's just, it's just not what I intend to be as a quote-unquote first impression for somebody who might be listening to this episode, or uh, this might be the first episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show they've ever heard. So, um, there's that. And the other thing is, is that I came away with this understanding that most people will never, ever sign up 
for the audio journal podcast through the Train With Cliff audio program at trainwithcliff.com, by the way, and pay $10 a month unless they already have come to know who I am. They've already come to know, like, and trust me. Not necessarily that I'm trying to teach you to incorporate everything I'm experiencing. So much of what I share in my audio journal updates are simply a description of my experiences of life. Certainly not a prescription for your experiences of life. I simply love audio journal format podcasts. Matter of fact, there's no podcast that I listen to that I'm not truly most interested in the person behind the microphone than the content that's being shared. And the content that they choose to share and how they share it and what they say when they share it reveals more about the person behind the microphone than jumping into their private journaling life, which I've been known to share a couple of those in the audio journal as well. So that's what the audio journal is. If you like what you're about ready to hear, this is just a sample. And it's not, I mean, the show is so more diverse than what you're about ready to hear. But uh, if any of this sounds appealing, head over to trainwithcliff.com and sign up today if you want. And so today, I want to talk about keystone habits. I just walked into a Barnes & Noble bookstore yesterday, and I saw my friend James Clear had his book on the shelf, and it said, number one bestseller, sold millions of copies, and I think it's over three million copies sold now. And I'm so excited for James and what he's achieved with that book. The interesting thing is I have not yet read Atomic Habits, and partly due to the fact that I feel like I'm pretty good when it comes to creating habits and self-discipline and personal, internal motivation and all of that stuff. But with that being said, I still understand that it probably, with a book that's gotten that much notoriety and it's in the zeitgeist of the personal development world wouldn't be a bad idea for me to read it to see what he has said and how he shared about habits. But just so you know, I have not read that book. If you have, awesome. Use whatever has inspired you there to create powerful habits that motivate you and inspire you to do the things you feel most called to do in this world or to live the life you feel most created to live in this world. Now, I understand, given the fact that I have not read that book in particular, you may hear me share some things in here that are maybe incongruent with what you've read in that book or other books on habits. There's no shortage of books on habits. So... What I'm doing is I'm simply going to share with you my own experience of habits. One popular topic for me has been quote-unquote routines and the all-so-famous morning routine. What is my morning routine? And I have had seasons of my life where I had developed an incredibly powerful morning routine 
where I was incredibly consistent for a very long period of time until I wasn't. And you know what? My life was still okay. It it didn't negatively impact me in any long-term way. I'm not saying there weren't any times where I've gotten distracted from my morning routine or something like that, and I didn't see some short-term consequences of uh, not pursuing consistently some of those habits that lead to great health physically, mentally, spiritually, and all of those other things. But in the long run, I have discovered that I can experience an incredibly profound life that is in a peak state. I'm operating what I feel to be in total alignment with who I'm supposed to be in this world or who I feel who I feel that I'm supposed to be in this world. And and life is awesome. And I've experienced that while in seasons of having a morning routine consistently. And I've had it I've had life going incredibly well and like on fire, peak state consistently operating on all levels in times when from some of those morning routine metrics I'd be a complete failure a total lazy bum and all this other stuff I'm talking like sleeping in some days until 8.30 in the morning or you know on a Friday or a Monday because I only work Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday um, sleeping in until 10.30 in the morning which by the way is something that I do Uh, occasionally right now in this season of my life but man am I rocking life right now and that's what I want to talk to you about and in the past I had attributed the experience of life that I'm having right now to the effective use of a morning routine and even for me I've made links in the past and convinced myself in the past that it was linked to a quote-unquote early morning routine. Oh my gosh, I wake up at 3.30 in the morning without an alarm and I get up and excited for the day and I go down and pray and meditate and journal and I spend hours alone with God and all this stuff and that's what's caused me to feel so good and experience life in this way and I'm never going to give that up. Have you ever experienced, like, things like that? Well, I have. But I'm currently not involved in anything that I would call a morning routine. I instead would call what I'm doing today as a daily routine. That would be more accurate for me. And my daily routine is pretty simple for me to follow and I have found at least for the last two or three weeks the routine that I currently have with only six keystone habits I experience all that I feel called to be in this world so that's what I want to talk to you about that's what a keystone habit a keystone habit is you know what there's a there may be a lot of other habits that go underneath of these things. There may be little details. There might be some habits that aren't listed 
that are important, like brushing my teeth and flossing in the morning and, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. Those are incredible habits and things like that. And they could be very much a part of a morning routine. And they are for me. Well, you know, assuming I wake up before noon, which I, I do most of the time, but I'm okay if I don't. There have been times when I've stayed up until 4.30 in the morning doing something that I felt my energy was calling me to do. And I went and did it until 4.30 in the morning and went to bed and woke up at 1 in the afternoon. feel no guilt about that. And the great news is because I'm going after keystone habits right now, I have the flexibility to live my life that way. Now, I don't do it all the time. I don't think it's healthy for me personally all the time. I, I, emphasis on me personally. I, I make no... Um, I, I, I claim no insight into what would be healthy for you. But uh, my description of my own belief system right now and what you believe is your reality, I believe that would not be healthy for me to, to mess up my circadian rhythm in such a way that I'm consistently doing, you know, late night, early morning, sleeping until the afternoon. Just uh, not what I want for my life. So... Anyway, but I have the freedom and the flexibility to do this. So while there are many habits that are a part of my life, most good, I would hope, admittedly, some or many that are bad. And I'm currently in the process from 1973 all the way through to today in the process of eliminating bad habits and and uh, replacing them with empowering habits that... Uh, create more of the life that I feel called to live in this world. But keystone habits, these, it's, it's kind of like this question I remember from the book, The One Thing. What's one thing that you could do today that would make everything else in your life infinitely easier or altogether unnecessary? And that question always led me to making the what I consider to be at the time the right decision about what to do today. What's my focus? If I don't do anything else, this thing will improve my overall quality and experience of life. And I can go to bed tonight knowing that I did this. Well, what if I expand that out to what is one behavior? One, what, what is one activity? What is one habit? What is one thing that I could do every single day of my life that would make my entire life easier and, and would flow through and touch every other aspect and part of my life? So it's a modification of that question, the one thing. But the reality is, is that there are a couple of them that I wanted to incorporate. And so for me, I have determined there are six habits, six behaviors, six activities that if I do these six things, everything in my life will go well. Or at least as far as I have influence over my experience of life, which I believe for me personally and you know, if, if this you find resistance, it's fine. I believe all of it, all of my life is, my experience of life uh, is within my control. Not the outside circumstances, but certainly what I do in my mind 
mind with my perception of what's happening and how I define it and all of those things. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just like you. I have all sorts of undesirable, uh, unexpected circumstances that show up in my life that present puzzles that need to be solved. So, yeah, that, that stuff shows up in my life. It, I, I'm no different than anyone else. But my experience of life and how I respond versus reacting to those circumstances is within my power. It's, it's within my control. And, and I do a much better job consistently with these six keystone habits showing up in my life every day. Now, I, so that's what a keystone habit is. That's, that's how I'm describing a keystone habit. So what are my six... Well, first of all, let me tell you, I've done habit tracking in the past. And I use an app, and I'll get it probably more into this in the future about how I track things. But I, I've been using an app called Habit Share. You can find it at habitshareapp.com. It's available for Android or iOS. Again, that's habitshareapp.com. It's, I, it might even be a free app. I can't remember. It's been, it's been years since I started using it. But I've used this app in the past. And like many habit tracking apps, it tracks streaks. And I'll get into tracking and streaks and all that stuff in a little bit as well. But the point that I want to make here is that there have been times when I've had like 13 different behaviors or habits that I wanted to make a part of my life. And some of, them, some of them I said, I want to do this daily. I want to do these on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, and I was just tracking so much. There were so many things that I was tracking. And, you know, and th- there was a part of my psychology, at, at least at the time. I don't know if I'd struggle with it today as much. But if I broke a streak in something that was not a keystone habit, that psychologically at the time would impact how I felt about my overall day. And I'm like, listen, there, there were some habits that I was tracking that quite frankly, yeah, it'd be nice if I did those consistently, but that's not, it's not so important. It's not a keystone habit. It's not, it's not a critical component of what I desire to be my identity in this world. Now I think I've clearly demonstrated or, or communicated what I believe a keystone habit is. So question number one, what is a keystone habit? It's the things that are essential to be a part of my daily life that set me up for success, all right? And I believe the fewer, the better, but no less than the number that are required for you to live your life the way you desire to show up in the world. Okay. So, what are my my keystone habits? What are the what are the six keystone habits that I've chosen? And I, by the way, I didn't choose. I wasn't looking for a magical number of six. So I don't know how many yours will be. Will it be one? Will it be three? Will it be seven? You know, just try to avoid too many, right? Potentially, I don't know. Do whatever you want. So I'm going to share with you the six. And number one, my number one uh, keystone habit is called meditation. 
Now, meditation for me can also be prayer, but it's not limited to prayer either. There are multiple forms of meditation that I have been incorporating into my life over the last couple years. Uh, There is certainly centering prayer. There is meditation on scripture or something that I feel God has been speaking to my heart. There are times when my meditation is meditating on affirmations, things that I have intentionally, consciously chosen to believe in my life. Um, There are times when I do simply absolute silent meditation where I just try to uh, remove myself or unattach myself to all of the relentless and restless thoughts that go through my mind. Just like, oh my gosh, that voice in the head. I just want to just want to, you know, kick that roommate out for a couple of hours and say, hey, I need some time to just sit here and just be. Can you just be quiet for a little bit? And so it's basically just stilling the mind, being quiet. He leads me beside still waters, you know, and be still and know that I am God. And it's like, yeah, I just want to be still. I want to get rid of the anxious thoughts about you know, where things are financially. I want to get rid of, I want to get rid of the worrisome thoughts of where's my next client coming from. I want to get rid of the, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait until this happens. And, and just all of the thoughts and just be in the moment and experience the presence and the oneness with my creator. It's, it's quite simply that. Now, um, I've been dabbling with other meditations. Uh, one of, I mean, of, of course, there's meditation. I could be laying in my bed before I go to sleep at night. I could be laying in my bed before I get out of bed in the morning. I could be, you know, kneeling on my knees at an, you know, in, a, in a church if I wanted to. I could be um, kneeling anywhere. I could be sitting in lotus posture like a yogi. And in, and just sitting there in silence, I, I could be doing any of those things. And one of the newest, well, it's, it's an old form of meditation, but I could do walking meditation. And I did one of those earlier today while I was walking my dog. I was actually meditating while walking my dog. You can, by the way, I do guided meditations where I listen to somebody who directs the, the focus of where my mind is. And I do silent meditation where I just sit in silence or walk in silence uh, or lie in silence, (laughs) laying down in silence, or maybe with a musical track in the background or whatever. But like meditation could be simply this. I'm aware right now as I'm walking down this hill, I can actually, I can consciously feel in my body which muscles are currently engaged in keeping my balance as my feet are striking the pavement. I can feel my calves kind of tightened up a little bit to keep me from falling forward because I'm walking down a hill. I can feel my quads moving my legs. I, I feel each of, I can, I, I'm consciously aware of cars and the, the sound of a motorcycle, you know, that has just passed me. 
I'm aware of these trees that are surrounding me, which most of them have absolutely no apparent life on them. And I just know that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be walking down here and I'm going to see beautiful buds and I'm going to smell the fragrance of those buds. And then I'm going to, eventually it's going to be leaves. And, and so I'm looking at a tree in front of me and I notice that there's a tree that still has, I would say 30, actually there are two trees in front of me that have about 30% of their leaves still on the tree. I have no idea how this is possible, but it's, it's, it just is what it is. And first of all, I hear, listen to this. By the way, if you paused to listen to that sound and it evoked an emotion inside of you, you just meditated. So I, I, I'm, not only am I hearing the sound, but I see the, the, the sway and the dance of the limbs of the tree and the blades of grass on the ground. And anyway, the blueness of the sky and the, the perfectly powdered, like beautiful clouds that are just barely hanging up in the sky. Ah, anyway, so just being here in the moment, experiencing everything that's here right now, that can be a form of meditation. But um, in my exploration and experimentation with meditation, I'm walking up a hill now, if you can't tell. Whew. In all of this meditation, there, you know, there are so many different forms of meditation. And there's a lot of that stuff out there that talks about the emptying of your mind and But I can go into meditation with a prayer and just listen internally for the voice of God to speak to my heart and listen for inspired thought. Oh my gosh, you can have meditation and listen for thoughts. So anyway, my goal or my commitment in life is that meditation for me is an experience of my conscious awareness of the presence of God everywhere, at all times. I can be anywhere doing anything, and I can be meditating. Now, the the thing that makes meditation meditation for me is the conscious awareness that this is what I'm doing. So I could be walking and recording a podcast and I could if I want be meditating and I did for just a second while I was paying attention to the sound of the leaves up in those trees and as I'm right now just watching the invisible force of the wind blowing and fluttering a little marker flag that's in this person's yard that's uh that surveyors use to mark a a line where the property line is I, I, I just, not right now, I just became consciously aware of those birds singing. Just consciously became aware of the sound of my foot on this gravel. See, and, and, and the, it just, I, I, okay, I'm going to stop there. But 
Anyway, meditation is an important practice for me. I want to be intentional and I want to certainly do it at least once a day. And ideally, I'd like to live a life of meditation, meaning that I am consciously aware of what is right now and I feel and experience the peace, love, joy, and presence of my Creator at all times. At all times. So, but it is a keystone habit, and it's listed as number one. All right. My second keystone habit is journaling. I love to document my life. Of course, those of you who are regular subscribers to my Train With Cliff audio program and the audio journal podcast that's a part, that is the main benefit of that membership, you know that I document my life in audio journal format. But I also love journaling uh, as far as written or typed journals. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of physical journals with lined empty pages that have been filled with probably at this point thousands of pages of my handwritten documentation of things that I've experienced in life and things that I've learned from the various studies that I do and just I love to document my life and so I've got physical journals I've got uh, typed up journals my app of choice there is the day one app for journaling and I have digital journals that I've sometimes used such as the good notes app and I've just I've done every form of journaling you can think of and currently even what I've been doing is um, using uh, I, I switch back and forth between my physical journals writing in them with my hand and then also uh, and what I've been doing most mornings recently has been using the day one app but rather than typing those entries I will there's an audio feature and the audio feature you can go in and hit the little paper clip and and select audio and it starts recording and there are two different options there's a 10 minute recording option or a 30 minute recording option if you choose the 10 if you choose and there's an option in there for as soon as you hit stop recording for it to paste a transcription of everything you just spoke in that audio recording if you choose that option in the settings under advanced it will limit you to 10 minutes but you're not limited to just one audio entry in a single journal post either so i use that functionality a lot another thing i do is i wake up in the morning and if i've had a dream and i'm have memories of what happened in that dream whether being very detailed or just a few fleeting memories that are passing by I open up my app on my phone and will type in those real quickly in bullet point fashion or however I feel led to do that so journaling journaling is so incredibly powerful for me personally it is a way of processing emotions there are times when I will journal communication to God I will start to type or write as if I'm writing a letter to God 
And there are times that I experience an inspired response from within. And I just hear thoughts that are it's like, write this down or type this thing. And, and I get the answer I'm looking for. And it not only is the question or the, the commentary, but, but the response from God is all there in that journal entry. I love that experience as well. So I love it for that benefit. It's like therapy sometimes. Hey, this is, I just had this circumstance come up in my life this situation. It was unexpected. It is undesirable. (laughs) And I noticed that it's triggered something inside of me that's leading me to feel in a way that isn't going to cause me to have the best experience of what I've got planned for the rest of my day or the rest of my week or month or year or life. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's the thing. And then I can process through it. It's like, but here's what I know. I, here, here's a phrase. It's not the only phrase I use, but I, I will just quote unquote dump all of the flow of information onto the, into the page or whatever. It depends on if you're doing digitally or on, pay, on paper. But I, I just dump all of that stuff out. Here's, here's the stream of consciousness. And then I'll put something like this. But this is what I know to be true. Or, here's what I desire to create. Or, here's what this makes possible. Or, here's what I can learn from this experience. So it's it's a form of self-coaching, self-therapy, and journaling is powerful in that way. Journaling for me can just be taking highlights and from a book that I'm reading, or writing down something and transcribing a quote that I just heard in a podcast or an audiobook, and then journaling some of my thoughts, my reactions to that. It's endless what I could do there. So journaling is such an incredibly awesome part, part of my day, not to mention the fact that journaling then allows me to have a documented place, or in my case, places, where this information is stored. And every week I'm in coaching conversations with people or I'm facilitating mastermind groups with people who are experiencing some things that I have experienced in the past. And I'm able to go find those resources and share from my experiences. And sometimes I include pictures and screen captures and doodles and quotes from the internet. I mean, I get really creative sometimes with my journaling. So, but it becomes an incredibly powerful resource that, that allows me to speak powerfully into other people's lives because I have taken the time to learn and grow from everything that I experience in life. Now, I'm not saying I document everything I experience in life, but I I document a lot. So, and by the way, that's why a lot of people do pay for the audio journal podcast, you know, because it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I've just gotten out of this episode. So anyway, there's that. That's keystone habit number two. Uh, Keystone habit number three, personal growth and development. Now, what does that mean? It means that for me personally, I have read a book or I'm reading a portion of a book. 
By the way, I just put on an episode of my YouTube vlog recently titled, How Many Books Are You Going to Read This Year? And if you haven't seen it, youtube.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. It's the most, con- it's the only one published in March, or I'm sorry, February of 2022. So uh, that's there if you want to hear how many books I'm going to read this year and my thoughts on reading and all this other stuff. But anyway, but I'm, I'm reading something. Something that has caused me to think about what I've read, to have some sort of emotional response within me to what I've read, and to visualize how what I've read impacts me. Does it help me reframe an experience of my past? Does it help me reframe an experience that I'm having now? And does it inspire or motivate me to go after an experience in the future or something to that nature. It could be listening to a podcast and becoming informed about a topic that is of great interest to me personally or professionally or spiritually. Um, Yeah, it could be watching a YouTube video or a documentary on television or it could be Um, having a coaching call with somebody that I've hired as a coach. It can be something somebody shared in a mastermind group. But it's something that I have intentionally set out to look for and learn and study to do something that does create personal and professional growth within myself. I should say and or. So, yeah. I want to do that. And of course, none of these really have time limits so far. How much time in meditation? I mean, if I wanted to, could I squeeze a five-minute meditation in? Sure, I could do that and mark it on my list and say, boom, done. It's not, I know internally that's not the spirit of what that keystone habit is for me. Um, However, with a reading and studying and personal growth, that could be 20 to 30 minutes or in many cases, and it's not always, but there are seasons when I go weeks and weeks and weeks where I devote three to five hours a day, most days of the week, to personal growth and development. And that's not for me to share with you and and to brag about that, and you should be impressed by it, but I've built my life in such a way that this 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 is what I want my life to look like. And it's why... You know, I I believe a lot of people find so much value when I do the coaching that I do or when I facilitate the mastermind environments that I do. And and I also attract a lot of people who are also uh, as devoted to their personal and professional development. So the question is, is, did I read, study, watch, learn, you know, all that stuff? Personal and professional growth. That's keystone habit number three. Keystone habit number four is workout slash physical fitness. That is now many people know that I used to weigh almost 300 pounds and I almost died in the hospital in 2009 after my first year in business. After I got out of the hospital, I began a physical fitness and health journey trying to improve this area of my life. I dropped all the way down to like, well, I I lost 72 pounds, eventually gained it all back, went up and down for several years. 
And in November 2014, I shared that I had a mentor who came along, somebody that I loved so much, and, and he walked side by side with me, gave me some very... Just the mentorship just really opened up to my eye, opened up my eyes to some things. And back then I made a commitment to working out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. Three days a week of strength training and three to six days a week worth of heart rate focused activity. So, um, and I've kept that up since 2014 for the most part. I mean, at least for the first five years, I was pretty much flawless. And as a result of that, I lost over 100 pounds, put on about 20 pounds of pure muscle mass, all that good stuff. Um, I will tell you that since COVID, there have been very brief seasons where I wasn't working out six days a week. It might have been four or five. Um, It's very short periods of time. But, uh, you know, the gym had closed and that was my habit was to go to the gym and I had a very specific routine that was neurologically wired in my brain a certain way and the gym was closed for months in 2020 and uh you know and and so trying to get that incorporated back in but for the most part six days a week and then of course um you guys don't know this maybe in the Cliff Ravenscraft show as much but uh those who are subscribed to the audio journal via the Train with Cliff audio program at trainwithcliff.com. Uh, you, they know that I had COVID. Uh, I had the Delta variant in November of 2021, and authentically, I was already a little bit out of the routine of six days a week. I was more like you know three to five days a week prior to that, and. Uh, COVID hit, and then for two weeks, I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. Uh, Matter of fact, sitting up straight wasn't happening. (laughs) But anyway, I I got out of the COVID and recovered and stuff like that. But it was a while. It was many, many weeks before I had the energy to consistently work out again. And and then since the beginning of this year, I've been very good at it. I'd say I was in January, I was averaging probably about four to five days a week. And in February, there are many times uh, at the first week, I I think I hit six days that week and I'm like, oh, I'm back. Well, things are really good right now. And I just decided, you know what? I am going to get back into a great habit. There's some other things that have happened in my life, balancing, balancing of various energies within my body that goes a little bit more into a metaphysical kind of understanding that I would attribute a lot of what I'm experiencing today and where all this inspiration is coming from. I'm not going to go into great depth on that here in this podcast, but um, anyway, I have decided recently that for me, what my workouts are, I'm actually committed to working out seven days a week, every week for the rest of my life. By the way, I'm walking up a very big hill right now. But I am. I'm committed seven days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I'm still committed to doing strength training at least three days a week, keeping my muscles strong. But um, how I track this, the keystone habit, how I know if I'm keeping up, is I'm using my workout app on my Apple Watch to make sure that 
I have tracked every day a minimum of 30 minutes of dedicated workout, meaning that it was intentional. So I, I used the workout ring on my Apple Fitness watch, Apple, Apple watch, to track that. And I also make sure that it says that I have burned a minimum of 400 calories as far as the move or active calories throughout my day. Now, I burn a whole lot more than 400 in a day. And because I have it set, I don't let it change. It says, hey, do you want to up this up? Because it seems like this isn't really a challenge for you. I said no, because there are some days where 400 is going to have to suffice. And my commitment, or the Keystone habit, is written down as workout and move rings closed on Apple Watch. That's the Keystone habit. Now, as I said, okay, I'm at the top of this and I'm going to let this car pass me here. All right. So the Keystone habit has many habits underneath of it, but I know the heart of what I'm doing and all I track and mark off each day um, and it's it's combined. Move and workout rings closed. Seven days a week is my goal, all right? So that's Keystone habit number four. And I know that this habit has impacts in my physical health, my mental health, just it, it, everything. And my workouts can be anything. I mean, it can be a mixture. It can be bike riding. It could be walking outside like I'm doing right now. It could be, I, I could take my dog for a 45 minute walk outside if I want. As long as my heart rate gets above 108 beats per minute for at least 30 minutes, I'll consider that even to be a workout. But that's kind of like a you know, busy day with three one-on-one coaching calls and, you know, everything else on the plate, like family responsibilities and stuff like that. So anyway, but as long as I do those things, that, that allows me to do it. So the, that's uh, Keystone habit number one, two, three, four. Keystone habit number five, and I'm actually reading this one out of order, is listed as OMAD hyphen keto. This is just eating healthy. And specifically for me, um, and this is a description of what I'm doing, I am not recommending you change your lifestyle to a keto lifestyle. I'm not recommending that you go and start fasting or intermittent fasting or anything like that. I lost over... 80 pounds without ever being on keto. So, and I lost 80 pounds without ever intermittent fasting. But I did lose a whole lot more faster when I actually started keto and intermittent fasting. But that's, I'm not going to go into great detail or length about that. There are many episodes of my ketogenic journey in the Audio Journal podcast. And in fact, if you're interested, I think there's a, a website page on my website. I think it's cliffravenscraft.com slash resources. And I was going to put all sorts of resources on that page. And I started with keto because that was really what my my passion was at the time and as far as when it came to what I was sharing. So you can check that out if you want. But anyway, 
I'm currently at the place where I am full on into ketosis and, and I'm on a keto lifestyle. That means that I limit my carb intake to no more than 30 carbs per day, 30 grams of carbs per day. And I eat foods throughout the day where my macros are approximately 70, 75% fat, 20 to 25% um, protein, and 0 to 5% carbs. That, that's, that's keto for me. And I've done what's called dirty keto and clean keto. Dirty keto means that you eat all sorts of quote-unquote foods that technically fit within the macros, but they might be processed foods or all this other stuff. (laughs) It can get crazy. It still works. You're in keto. But I have learned over the years my body operates the best. I have the cleanest energy, the clearest mind and focus. And... Uh, never experience hunger when I'm eating um, clean keto, which means whole natural foods. And by the way, I also do intermittent fasting on top of keto. Intermittent fasting simply means that you have time periods where you fast. So um, there was a time when I did I can't remember how many, let's say, let's just say there are, um, 24 hours in a day. So, uh, you, I'm not going to do the math right here, but anyway, let's just say there are 24 hours in a day and you open up your eating window for breakfast. Well, if you start at eight o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning, then if you have an eight hour window, you don't eat anything past 6 PM. Or if you start you eat your first meal of the day, At 11 a.m., you don't eat anything after 7 p.m. Ideally, you want to have your last meal of the day uh, many, many hours before you go to bed for a lot of health and biological reasons. But um, So intermittent fasting means that you have a window of eating. And I started out with an eight-hour eating window with three meals and two snacks and with a snack in between each. Then over time, I moved uh, my intermittent fasting to a six hour window with just two meals, no snack in between. And then I moved it to a four hour window with two meals with no snack in between. I then moved it over to what's called OMAD, one meal a day. And so um, I found that is what works best for me. And so for me, I am keto and OMAD. And most days I eat um, a salad that has spring mix in it. It then has on top of that rotisserie chicken that's been diced up. It's got a couple slices of bacon that have been diced up. A little bit of seasoning on top of that. That seasoning is like dry, you know, spices, not anything oily or anything of that nature. Um, Then I put some shredded cheddar cheese on top of that. And I will put in probably about five or six raspberries that have been diced up into little bits. And I put that on there. I put a little sprouted pumpkin seeds on it. And then I fry 
two eggs over medium in a tablespoon of butter and I put that on top of my salad and that's my salad every day. I also eat one ounce of cashews, one ounce of almonds, and sometimes I'll take maybe a half an ounce of pistachios. So that is what I would probably, for the last couple of weeks, I've probably eaten that five to seven times a, a week. That's been my one meal a day. But my one meal a day can be quite literally anything that fits within those macros. Um, I do, I mean, my ideally I'd limit my calories for that one meal a day to 2,000 calories. But it, that's really not super essential to me because... Um, what I just told you, I think is approximately 1600 or 1700 calories for everything. And sometimes I, oh, and there's a one ounce block of aged cheddar cheese. I also eat so 1700 calories. And I got to tell you, it, sometimes it, it is a chore to finish that meal. And I don't always, there's sometimes I was like, okay, I can't eat anymore. I, I, there's not another bite can fit into my stomach right now. And I also take a bunch of supplements as far as daily vitamins and minerals and stuff like that. Um, because I'm on keto, I drink a electrolyte mix in my water every day, uh, which I drink at least 48 ounces of, sometimes two of those 48-ounce bottles. And it has magnesium and sodium and one other uh, thing. I can't remember. Potassium, I think. So um, that's... That for me is OMAD slash keto, and I typically will eat right around one, somewhere between one to three o'clock in the afternoon is ideal for me. It's not important, super essential that I eat during that time frame. If I was going out to dinner with the family and maybe we're going out with my mom and dad or something like that and they wanted to meet at 6 p.m., that's fine. And I can go to a restaurant and eat keto. And I could even potentially have more than 2,000 calories and still be fine, still be on keto, still be OMAD. So, but it's a keystone habit. Now, my description, not a prescription, the description of why do I do keto slash OMAD. It works great for me. I was diagnosed years ago with hypoglycemia. I had, at my highest weight, started to experience numbness and tingling in my toes and in my fingers. And so I knew things were not progressing in the right direction when it comes to diabetes and sugar and insulin and all that stuff. So keto is a great thing for my body. I don't crave. Uh, when I'm full-blown in ketosis, I've, I've been doing keto for, probably I think, over two years, maybe three years now. And uh, when I'm in ketosis, my, and I'm 100% what's called fat adapted, I never experience hunger. Now, I will tell you, there are several times each week where I will experience what I used to call hunger. And so my mind's saying, oh my gosh, I'm so, you're so hungry, you're so hungry, you're so hungry, go eat something. Go get a snack, go eat something. And I say, I have to tell that thought, hey, you need to fix that programming code. I don't know where that string of code keeps coming up, but I'm not hungry. I promise you, I'm feeding you on fat. And there's still plenty of it on my frame, dude. 
So go eat. But what you need to do is when you're feeling what you're feeling right now, from now on, stop telling me I'm hungry because I'm not. Tell me to go drink something because I'm thirsty. I'm dehydrated. And that only happens when I don't drink that electrolyte stuff early enough in the morning or if I've exerted a ton of energy and effort in a physical workout and did not replenish those electrolytes. So, um, anyway, OMAD Keto. By the way, um, I had five keystone habits for the first nine days that I was tracking this. But then I realized, uh uh-oh, I need another keystone habit. (laughs) There's another keystone habit that I must incorporate into my life. And it's business-related. And that is called Prosperous Coach Connecting. Now, if you've not heard me talk about the Prosperous Coach method for creating clients, if you're a coach and you've not read the book, The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin, go get that book today. It will transform your life if you're a coach. And even for a lot of people who aren't coaches, but if you have high-ticket item uh, programs and memberships and, and products and you can uh, effectively sell them through deep, meaningful relationships where you come to uh, really know about a lot about somebody and dis- discern whether or not what you offer is a great fit for them and they've come to discern that you're somebody that they would trust to learn from, the Prosperous Coach Method would be great for you as well. Anyway, I created an entire podcast about uh, my notes on this book or my experiences with this book. You can find it over at notesoncoaching.com. Hey, by the way, I'm, you hear the tr- leaves again? I'm walking back the other way. I turned her away. I didn't tell you that I turned around when I turned around. But anyway, so um, notesoncoaching.com, the podcast, if you want to search for it in your podcast directory, it's called Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. That's C-L-I-F-F apostrophe S, Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. I think there's 15 or so episodes, maybe a little bit more, I don't know. Anyway... Um, I have, this has been the most effective thing that's ever helped me in my business is using this four-step method for creating clients. It works every single time. I can statistically show you, prove to you how it works for me. And I have for many of my clients and I've shown them and helped them duplicate the process. Now your mileage may vary with how much you charge and and stuff like that, but um, those things can be improved over time. But certainly, this method, if you are adding value to people's lives, it definitely works. So, the only thing is, though, there was one period of time where I was so passionate about this process, and I filled up all of my mastermind groups. And I have, I've maxed out. I only want to do three to five one-on-one coaching clients outside of my mastermind groups. And I have maxed out with clients. And I was making $10,000 a month every month consistently for 18 months. more $10,000 a month more than what I needed in my business. And 
since I didn't have more room for new clients, I stopped doing that method consistently. I didn't stop it altogether, although there were two or three months where I didn't coach anybody in what we call a complimentary coaching experience. And, and, but the months that I did do it, it was like one or three, one to three people. And they weren't necessarily, I wasn't looking to get them as a client. I was just looking to serve them and why not bring them through this system? Well, it's windy right now. So anyway, so what happened was I had some clients who were paying $2,250 a month and I had a lot of them. And after one year, those people said, man, this was an incredible experience, gave me wonderful testimonials, and they're ready to take that uh, $24,000 or $27,000, depending on if they paid monthly. They were ready to take that and invest it in some other things. So what happened is after each one of those dropped off after their one-year commitment, then all of a sudden my income started to drop. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to start this prosperous coach thing. I need to get back at doing that. And Oh, so I did and things have been progressively, you know, building back up to where they were and, and things are great. But um, a couple of weeks ago, I sent out an email to my list uh, to my, uh, and put it in my newsletter. And oh my gosh, did it have a powerful response. And I also created a brand new podcast called the Upgrade Your Peer Group Podcast, promoting mastermind groups. You can find that, by the way, at UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com. So as a result of the Upgrade Your Peer Group Podcast and this email newsletter, I had a ton of people go to my website at cliffravenscraft.com or mindsetanswerman.com. They clicked work with me in the nav menu and they filled out the application for either my one-on-one coaching or the next level mastermind. And I say a lot of people. And that booked me solid for several weeks in all of my complimentary coaching experiences. And I proposed to those that I thought would be a good fit. I did not propose to those who I didn't think would be best served by the type of coaching or mastermind group experiences that I did. And those that I proposed to, 54% said yes, and 46% said no for now. And literally some of them said, hey, I'm going to join you in August, or I'm going to join you in two months. I'm working on putting these financial situations together so that I can make sure that I can stay committed to the financial side of this commitment. So I did all that. And then all of a sudden, about nine days ago, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm looking at my calendar and I have a re- every Friday, I have a little recurring calendar note on an, as an all day event. And I say, it says, are the next two weeks of coaching booked? Question mark. And I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm out. I don't have anybody to coach and I still need some new clients. I have some spots that I still want to fill. I've still got some financial things that I want to take care of that are coming up. I I definitely need clients and I have nobody in my complimentary coaching experiences. And I'm like, I, I went to journal 
And of course it came to me, it's like, get back to this, do this. And of course I came out of that and I'm like, okay, another keystone habit. Connecting every day, seven days a week. Now it's like, I had a little bit of resistance. That's okay. That was just my incredibly expensive phone that I just knocked onto the ground. <laughs> That's okay. It didn't break. Thank you, iPhone 11 Pro. All right. I'm going to put that in my pocket. So, what was I going to say? Oh, so uh, Keystone Habit. I'm going to do I, I, it's all the resistance. was, wait a second. You, you say that you only work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you have every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, four-day weekends whenever you want. You've had that for, what now, two years now, Cliff? Are you going to give this up? That's, that's the resistance that was going on inside. And I'm like, wait a second. Technically speaking, what I've always said is I only have to work in my business Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Meaning have to means that I'm committed at being at a certain place at a certain time with a certain group of people on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Meaning that my mastermind groups happen on Wednesday or Thursday and all of my coaching calls happens on Tuesdays or Thursdays. It simply means that I never have to schedule a call where I'm meeting with somebody one-on-one where I have to show up and be there on a Friday or a Monday or a Saturday or Sunday. And it's not that I never make an exception, but it's very rare that I do. So, um, and, and it's not that I don't do work, you know, on Mondays and Fridays because I often do, but I don't have to. And I have been experimenting with refusing to do work on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. And that's been effective, sometimes challenging, but learning more about it and more about myself and conditioned beliefs there that says, you have to work hard and how can you earn? I'm like, dude, let's have a conversation about this. And I go journal about it. So anyway, but I do, I do some work. Uh, A lot of content creation kind of stuff happens when I'm not doing my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday stuff. Although content creation can happen on Wednesdays as well because Wednesday afternoon. Stephanie and I, by the way, are back to recording Family from the Heart on a weekly basis. It's a podcast that's more than a decade old. I think we got 423 episodes now. It's over at familyfromtheheartpodcast.com. That's familyfromtheheartpodcast.com or search for Family from the Heart in your favorite podcast directory. And Stephanie and I are slightly shifting the focus of that podcast to be more about entrepreneurial marriage couples kind of topics. So if you're interested, check it out and start with the newest episode that's in there. And you can work your way back if you so desire. Anyway, so um, content creation. Oh, so I'm this keystone habit. So am I really going to do Prosperous Coach Connecting seven days a week? And the answer is yes. Because what does it mean to do Prosperous Coach Connecting? And it's nothing more than experiencing and expressing love for others. Genuine care and concern for others. It's initiating 
and carrying forward conversations with others. So what does Prosperous Coach Connecting look like? I might be posting something on Instagram and you comment on it. And I'm like, hey, I just saw your comment. And I might send you a direct message and say, thank you so much for what you shared. I really appreciate that. Is there any way that I can encourage or support you? Boom, that's a connecting conversation. And, or I could just say, hey, what's going on in your world? We haven't chatted in a while. Um, what, what's, the, what's the biggest goal you've got for the rest of 2022? These are just connecting conversations. Now, I don't anticipate that every single one of these conversations are going to lead to an invitation to my, my complimentary expo- coaching experience. And that's not the point. The point is, this is just who I feel called to be and show up in the world. And there's a lot of people who respond. And it becomes evident that they're not my ideal customer. And it still doesn't cost me anything other than what being who I feel called to be in this world by responding to whatever it is that they respond. And I carry that conversation on for as long as I feel inspired by God to continue that conversation. And many of those, I'd say 20 to 40% of those conversations that I have, they end up turning into an invitation into my complimentary coaching. So could I do that 20 to 30 minutes a day every day or even 10 minutes a day? Could I do that at least for three to five people every single day, seven days a week? That's a direct message on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Clubhouse. Heck yeah. There's a countless number of ways. So that I decided to make a keystone habit. And by the way, my complimentary coaching sessions are booked for the next week. So there you go. All right. Let's see here. So those are my keystone habits. And by the way, my, I, I told you I read them out of order. And the reason why is because I put OMAD last. Ideally, I will have already meditated, journaled, had some personal growth and development, done my workout or closed my workout ring and move ring on my Apple Watch, and done some prosperous coach connecting before I sit down to eat my one meal a day. Now I'm not, I'm not holding fast to this order, but um, you know that that's that's my desire. The important thing is is that it doesn't matter if I go out and do my workout in my workout room or outside or whatever I'm doing for the day. It doesn't matter if I do that at 11.15 p.m. As long as I do it each day, that means that I've done my keystone habits. All right, so I've talked about what a keystone habit is. I've talked about what my keystone habits are and why they're my keystone habits. And now I want to answer how do I track them. I use the Habit Share app. I've talked to you about that already. HabitShareApp.com. It does tell me my streaks, but there's a neat thing in here. And how do I measure success for myself? This is how I measure it. I am not about being perfect. I got to tell you, I love to strive for perfection, but I just know that that's just not a reality of life. And in the past, using apps like HabitShare, that tracks streaks. I gotta tell you, I feel real. It feels really good psychologically. The dopamine hit when I keep seeing that, you know, 
the number of days that I've had the streak. Um, so for example, I can tell you right now, hold on one second. There we go. Meditation. I am on a 20 day streak as of today. Journaling. I'm on a 12 day streak of journaling. Um, personal growth and development, nine day streak. Now I will tell you, I've been doing personal growth and development for years, but there's a red check mark or red X on one of those days. And I'll tell you why that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that I only have a nine day streak now instead of what should be 20. Cause I reset all of these 20 days ago. Um, or, oh, I'm sorry. Prosperous coast was just added nine days ago, but anyway, you get the idea. Um, Workout and move rings closed. I'm on an 18-day streak. Prosperous Coach Connecting, I'm on a 9-day streak. OMAD Keto, I'm on an 18-day streak. So, and of course, the app shows me the current 7 days for each of these. And I, got, I just got to tell you, it feels so awesome to look and just see all green, all green, all green. But in the past, I've gotten tripped when I have to put in, let's just say I've got a seven, 72 day streak on, on, um, workout. And then all of a sudden I have to put a big red X and one day streak the next day. Oh my gosh. I screwed it all up. I could have had this. And I was joking around with some friends in my green room mastermind. And one of them says, yeah, sometimes what I do is I say, well, you know, it's 30 minutes a day minimum. And so I go into the gym the next day and I do twice as much and I feel like that gives me... And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that before too. But there's just something about it that that's just not... That, for me, I just... That's not integrity. That's, that's missing the point. And that's just trying to all of a sudden serve the, the tracking app rather than have the acting trap... App, the tracking app, the acting trap, the tracking app serve me. So I discovered that HabitShare also has the ability for you to um, reset this, the stats. So um, and, and so some of these Keystone habits are carried over from years ago. But I reset all of them uh, 20 days ago. And some of them I've just added since, you know, the last 9 or 18 days as Keystone Habits, but it's been, tr- since it's started tracking, it actually tracks also the percentage that you've done this. So for example, um, going to that one that I just said, personal growth and development, it has nine day streak, but I'm 95% effective of doing this daily. Okay. 95%. Now, Every day that I add a new day that I succeed, that percentage goes up because there's such a small data set that missing one day, is a, it's already cost me 5% of that, that um, grade, if you will. But as I go on, uh, and by the way, what I consider to be success is 90%. I, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to stay in this neighborhood before I go back to my neighborhood because it's going to be a lot of... Uh, people and cars and traffic. So, but I'm going to finish up this episode here. So what I consider to be success is 90% effective. If I can do this 90% of the time or more, everything is a-okay. That means I can, I can have the grace. I can put a red X in 
it doesn't matter how many days streak. That's just how many days since the last time I broke the streak. That's just what it is. But I'm still 95% effective. And I'm 100% on all the other ones. But I don't have to stay at 100%. 100% perfection is not my goal. My goal is to incorporate these daily keystone habits a minimum of 90% of my life moving forward. That's it. 90%. 90%. That means that I, for every 100 days... I could totally screw up 10 days. I could, do, I could screw up 10 days in a row, or I could screw up 10 random days throughout every 100 days, and I'm still successful in implementing my keystone habits. An A is an A, all right? If you think about college grading, um, 90% or better is, a, is an A. So I got an A. All right, and then if I'm 89 or 88%, I'm still a B, right? So I use a 10% grading scale. So anything uh, 90 to 100 is, is an A. Anything from 80 to 89 is a B. Anything from 70 to 79 is a C. And that's how I'm grading myself on these. Now, my intention is to be a straight A student all of the time, all right? I want that 4.0 GPA, baby. So, but, and of course, I'd, I'd like to see those streaks keep building and building and building. But anytime I knock myself off of a streak, it's kind of like these factories. You know, how many days has it been since we've had a safety issue? You know, you can't, it doesn't make any sense to track that and put it on the wall if all of a sudden somebody has a safety issue and you say, well, we gave them a band-aid, let's just keep tracking. No, that's not how it works. So that's how I'm tracking it. I shared that in the green room mastermind. One of the members in my green room, he's like, oh my gosh, I love that. I never thought about that. I also used to really struggle when I do these streaks and then I, you know, have one of those red X's. So um, anyway, I share that with you there. So yeah, I think, did I cover everything? So I talked about Keystone Habits today. I describe to you what I think a keystone habit is. The great news is, and the benefit of these keystone habit trackings, it's not dependent upon a certain routine. I could actually get back into an early morning routine and do these at a specific time of day. But I could meditate any time of the day. I, I could do any of these any time of the day, with the exception of Keto OMAD. I don't want to eat anything past 7 p.m. unless I'm going to stay up really late. But uh, you get the idea. So what is a keystone habit? Um, I shared with you what my keystone habits are, why I chose the ones that I have chosen. I've shared with you the app that I personally use to track. It doesn't matter to me what you use or even if you use an app or if you do anything with any of this content. And I've also shared with you how I'm tracking success, what I define as success. And so, man, if I, I, I have found that after over the last couple of weeks of doing this and being so effective, the, it's not the early morning routine that led me to feeling fully alive, fully in alignment with my being. I can experience a lot of different things, whether it's late night stuff or these things come up here and things get moved around here. As long as I'm doing these keystone habits somewhere within the day and I'm effective at least 90% of the time, Ideally, 100% is what I would prefer. 
then everything is great. So, and if, and the cool thing is, is if I, I can actually, I'm going to keep tracking all of this stuff and, you know, I can go to my mastermind group. Every time I'm in the hot seat, I'm going to report, here's what my percentages are. And if I ever drop down to 92 or 93 or 94%, I'm like, hey guys, we need to figure out what's going on here. Let's have a chat. Uh, ask me some challenging questions. Let's Maybe I'll go to my coach and ask for some help on uncovering what's going on that's keeping me from doing this or reevaluate whether or not this still needs to be a keystone habit. So that's it. That's this episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show for Saturday. I think it's, I forget now, it's March something. Hold on, let me look. Cancel. Saturday, March 5th. It's now 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And uh, my heart rate is currently 123 beats per minute, which is uh, pretty much in the fat-burning zone, which is awesome. I've been walking for 83 minutes. I've burned 500 active calories during this walk alone. Um, I've walked 4.06 miles, and I've recorded this episode for you. I've promoted heavily the Train with Cliff audio program, uh, which are the audio journal podcast, which is pretty much a lot of content like this. Not all of them while I'm out walking, by the way. Many of them are in the studio. But sharing this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff about my personal life, my professional life, and even my spiritual journey, and so much more. If you want to hear from me on a weekly basis, and occasionally more frequently than weekly... Uh, then head over to trainwithcliff.com, become a Patreon subscriber today, $10 a month, and uh, I look forward to seeing you there frequently. All right, many blessings. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.